Free speech is under attack in America. The government doesn't care about your safety. They just don't want you to escape the matrix. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Anna Perez. Wake up, people! Per usual, the mainstream media exists to serve one purpose, and that is to protect the political elite. And we should not be acquiescing to these people. Americans are historically illiterate, and it is a major problem. There's no such thing as free speech absolutism because free speech is, in and of itself, an absolute concept. Right here, back on LFA TV for another episode of Wrong Think. Have a great day, guys. Think everyone. I'm Anna Perez. Thank you so much for being here. Guys, really big news this weekend. We had another mass shooting in Colorado at a gay club called Club Q. Of course, the left is just up in arms about this. They're politicizing it as per usual. They always do that. Whenever there's a tragedy like a shooting, they have to make it about, of course, stricter gun laws. We need gun control. We need to ban assault weapons, as they like to call them, which really just means all guns because the left doesn't actually know anything about guns. Uh, part of them do, and they're just using their useful idiots that don't know anything. Um, and then, of course, there's people who are making this about a hate crime. This is all about how much the world hates um, the LGBTQ community because of Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson. They love to twist themselves into pretzels over these things, when in reality, it is truly just a tragedy that we'll get into why this is really happening. Uh, the true issues that were not actually fixing, uh, we're not resolving a lot of the problems that we have in society, and what the real solutions are. Uh, but before we get into all of that, guys, I want to go ahead and ask you to please rumble this video. I know we kind of uh, got the stream up a little bit later, so if you're just joining now, please go ahead and rumble this video, share it with your friends, share it with on your social media, with your friends, your family, everybody. We want to make LFA a household name. So even if you don't love my show, even if you're just like, eh, her show's okay, uh, share it so that the rest of the network can reap the benefits of that because that's how we're going to grow here. That's how we're going to grow at LFA TV. It is because of you guys. Uh, you guys are the real reason that we're going to be able to do everything we want to do. We want to cover events. We want to cover rallies. We want to do so much. We're you know, we talk about it all the time, a lot of exciting things coming up, but only if you guys continue to support us by rumbling our videos, super easy. Just click the plus button or the uh, boxing glove if you're on the app. So please go ahead and do that now. And with that said, everyone, I want to get into this uh, very crazy and horrific news, honestly, that happened this weekend um, at Club Q in Colorado Springs. Um, so this is the story right here. And this is the thing. So we don't know a whole lot. Every time a shooting happens, the mainstream media, the left, they're all up in arms about an, a, a thing that they don't actually know about. We don't know the full story here. But what we do know about the shooting in Colorado Springs is that a gunman killed five people. This is um, from NPR. A gunman killed five people and injured at least 25 others at an LGBTQ nightclub late Saturday in Colorado Springs. Authorities uh, identified Anderson Lee Aldrich, 22, the suspect, the suspect, and took him into custody shortly after arriving on site at Club Q. Police are still investigating the gunman's motive and whether the attack constitutes a hate crime. Now, personally, personally, whether it's a hate crime or not is irrelevant here because it's still a tragedy. I don't care who you are, what you believe in, what your sexual orientation is. Um, it doesn't matter what my personal opinion is in that context. What matters is that people died uh, because somebody, because of this senseless uh, pers person, this senseless tragedy at the hands of this obviously uh, horrible person who went went in and just shot everyone, uh, or five people, I should say, with 25 people injured. So terrible no matter how you slice it really doesn't matter as far as what 
uh, whether it's LGBTQ people, whatever, it doesn't really matter who it happened to. It's still sad. I just want to go ahead and say that. But of course, of course, um, what the left is doing, like I said, they, they just go ahead and politicize it right away. In fact, I don't know if you guys were on Twitter at all after this horrible tragedy, uh, but of course they could not resist themselves. They could not. Elizabeth Warren came out saying, I am devastated by the shooting in Colorado Springs. My heart goes out to all of the families and loved ones of those lost and hurt. Hateful acts against LGBTQ plus people cannot and will not be tolerated. So there she goes with the whole LGBTQ thing. It can never just be, wow, I'm so sorry that this happened. This is awful. And we should obviously come together as a community because this is terrible that this happened. No, no, no. They have to make it about politics as per usual. Then there's AOC. She goes, after Trump elevated and anti-immigrant and anti-Latino. Where, where the hell are you getting anti-Latino from? What does this have to do with that rhetoric? We had the deadliest anti-Latino shooting in modern history after an anti-Asian uh, hate with COVID, Atlanta, Tree of Life, Emmanuel, AME, Buffalo, and now after an anti-LGBTQ plus campaign, Colorado Springs. Of course, she has to make this about race somehow, even though literally that has nothing to do with this particular event. Even if you were going to make the mental stretch to assume that this is automatically a hate crime against L against lgbtq people um it's still ridiculous of course that they would connect all of this to all these other issues that they claim to be isms then there, this one's my favorite this is from keith edwards i don't know who he is but apparently he's some uh well-known leftist this is because of libs of tiktok this is because of tucker carlson uh what <laughs> When you lie about a whole group of people long enough, someone eventually takes matters into their own hands. Demonizing LGBT people doesn't win Republicans win Republicans elections, but it does get us killed. Um, that literally makes zero sense. You're gonna blame Tucker Carlson and libs of TikTok for this? Uh, that's not exactly fair, but of course that's what they always do. Then there's uh, then there's Joe Biden. He came out with a statement as well. His, his point was, of course, politicizing on the issue of gun control. He said, today, yet another community, in, well, you know, he didn't say this. Somebody wrote it for him. But today, yet another community in America has been torn apart by gun violence. More families left with an empty chair at the table and hole in their lives that cannot be filled. When will we decide we've had enough? We must address the public health epidemic of gun violence in all of its forms. Earlier this year, I signed the most significant gun safety law in nearly three decades. In addition, to taking other historic actions but we must do more we must we need to enact an assault weapons ban to get weapons of war off america's streets okay so let's go through all this so you have the uh, LG LGBTQ hate crime people coming out upset about that. You have people blaming it on Tucker Carlson, libs of TikTok, Donald Trump in the mix there too with AOC's tweet. Obviously, obviously, we're smart enough to know that neither of those things are the issue. None of those things are. It doesn't even really make sense when you think about it. Uh, we don't know anything about the incident. We don't even know what his motives are. We, don't, we barely know anything about this guy. We do know that he has a mentally ill past, but we'll get into that in, in a moment. Uh, but what's important here is that literally none of that has anything to do with this because all they're trying to do is politicize it. And of course, that's not the solution. Banning Tucker Carlson from and from the world, from all social media platforms isn't going to solve anything. Banning Donald Trump isn't going to solve anything. Um, you know, none of their solutions here or what their the implicated solution is from their tweets is going to solve anything. Also, uh, 
with, of course, we, I'm, I'm not even going to insult you by showing a graph or any sort of statistical information for this. Uh, but as because we all know that guns, c controlling guns, gun control isn't going to actually fix the problem either. You guys know, I know this. For the last however many decades, we've been seeing an uptick in mass shootings. And if you look at the beginning of time, I mean, the beginning of American history, not the beginning of time, the beginning of American history to today, um, all we've done is make stricter gun control. And obviously that's not solving it because at the same time, we have an uptick in mass shootings in the past few decades. So clearly no correlation uh, as far as a positive correlation goes between stricter gun control and uh, mass shootings going down. It's actually a negative correlation, if anything, it's the opposite. So um, obviously not going to fix it. You know that, I know that. I don't have to sit here and walk through all the statistics, although there's plenty out there, uh, but that I feel like that would be insulting to you guys because you don't even have to have statistics to know that that's obviously a lie. Okay, so that said, guys, uh, I think it's important that we understand here that we do have a problem in this country. Um, and a lot of people, if they're not going to talk about guns, if they're not a leftist and they're not going to blame it on Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson and everybody who's on the right and Republicans, if that's if the solution is not to wipe conservatives from the face of the earth every time there's a... An, a mass shooting, then usually, usually there's somewhere, you know, they might be a leftist, they might be conservative, but a lot of times their solution is, or they say, oh, okay, we have a mental health problem in this country. Now, they're partially true when they say that. And the reason why I say they're partially true is because, yes, we have a mental health problem, but, but we are the reason behind that mental health problem. And we are the reason why we never actually fix it with our solution. See, in our society today, we actually encourage people to have mental health problems. That's the first thing we need to understand. It's an endless cycle that we've created. See, today we victimize people. We tell people, oh, you don't actually have to do everything, do anything yourself. You don't have to better your own life. It's everybody else's problem. And then, of course, that creates mental health issues because when you believe something for so long, it starts to become a reality, okay? So let's say, let's talk about depression or anxiety or something like that, you know, where you are told that those are real chronic problems that you can have. Um, you're told that that's, you know, that's an actual thing and therefore it becomes a real issue in your life. It becomes a crippling disorder that you do have. It does become real, right? Um, we don't encourage people. We never encourage people to actually better themselves in life. No, we encourage people to have mental disorders. In fact, you go into any school today, you go into a high school, a middle school, an elementary school, they have counselors that are constantly coming to kids about mental health, mental health this, mental health that. Now, it's important that kids obviously understand that they have a place to go. They have a trusted adult to speak to. I'm not saying that that shouldn't be the case. But what I am saying is that too often we sort of, we, we play to this this norm that, that you should have a a mental health disorder to a point where more kids actually wind up having it because it's almost it's so normal they're, they're almost told that they should have a problem and it doesn't even happen on the educational level though that's one of the main issues i think we do have because it happens at such a young age people are starting to it becomes a norm for them early on in life but beyond that even our government normalizes mental health issues i want to go ahead and show you what san francisco is now doing san francisco this is unreal, guys. They just launched a guaranteed income program for transgender people. I want to read you this from the New York Post. San Francisco's transgender guaranteed income program application provides over 130 gender, sexuality, and pronoun options and encouraging enrollees to check out 
to check all that apply. Yeah, please, please have a mental problem is what they're telling you. The Guaranteed Income for Transgender People, G-I-F-T, funny enough, stands for, uh, spells out GIFT, uh, program will provide 55 economically marginalized transgender people who have a monthly income of less than eight than $600 with $1,200 per month for a year and a half. Although, enrollees can make a maximum of $4,000 a month and still be enrolled in the program, according to the program's website. Pronoun options on the application include Z, Zim, Zis, Fe, Fair, Fairs, and Te, Ter, Ters. I literally never even heard of that. Um, but see, we literally encourage mental disorders. How, how could your takeaway from that not be that our society wants you to be mentally ill? Okay, they want you to literally be confused about your gender. Because of course, what that leads to then, and this is my next point, what leads that you to then do is to be prescribed uh, medication, be prescribed all these psychiatric drugs that screw with your brain. See, it's a two-parter that we're doing here. We're over-diagnosing mental disorders. We're over-diagnosing problems. Being transgender is not a thing. It's, it's a lie. You can't be another gender. And instead of telling somebody, hey, why don't, telling a child, for example, hey, why don't you go outside and play basketball like a normal kid? Why don't you go outside and, I don't know, just run around like a normal kid? Oh, you want to be another gender? Let's sit here and talk about your feelings. And then let's over-prescribe all of these medications that should never be given to a child to begin with. Okay? So that's the second part of it. You know, first we encourage you to have a mental problem. The government literally compensates you for it. They incentivize you monetarily to be mentally ill, to believe you are a different gender, to believe you are all, all these made up pronouns that literally, like I said, are made up. They do not exist. But then get this. Then we prescribe you medication. That's the second part. We have you rely on these brain altering chemicals that most of the time we're not even aware uh, are actually altering our brains. Okay, and I want to show you exactly that it's not just this happens to a few people. The mental health epidemic in this country that, of course, my whole point here is that we've created it and that we are, quote, fixing, even though we're totally not. Uh, let me give you an idea of how many people are actually drugged up in this country. Look at this. These are the statistics. All psychiatric drugs, all, drug, uh, all the age groups combined, um, the number of people who are on psychiatric drugs, over uh, 70, let's see, seven, 76,000 Sorry, 76, I can't even read that number. Uh, it's too small on my screen right now. But guys, you can read it for yourself. It's probably bigger from your screen. Okay, so as you can see, all, like, all the, num the number of people combined, very, very high number of people. Okay, this is not normal. That is not normal for that many people to be on drugs. Okay, look at the age group between zero to five years old. Also, a very, very large number. Let me zoom in here. Over 400,000, guys. And then zero to 17 years old. I mean, that's insane. That is insane. And then look at this, zero to one years old. That, how is that even a, an age group that you can prescribe drugs to? How is that even an, an age group that you can prescribe psychiatric drugs to? And then you look at two to three, four to five, six to 12, 13 to 17, 18 to 24 years old, 25 to 44 years, 45 to 64 years, 65 plus years. We have a lot of people who are on drugs right now, okay? Th this is not a, this is not just something that I'm making up or I'm saying, oh, this is the problem just because I think it is. There are a lot of people who are prescribed these drugs. Now, if this were truly the solution, if, if, if you know, solving, if mental health was truly the issue, 
um, which it is, but we create that problem. But if it were as simple as giving somebody a drug and suddenly they would be better, don't you, don't think, you think we would have less shootings? Sorry, I couldn't read the chart. It was really small on my computer. But don't you think that we would have less mass shootings if that were the case? Don't you think that it would be so much, the, the world would be so much different if we actually just stopped doing that? Don't you think that that, that, that would have fixed it if that were really the, the problem here? Well, that's because it's not. Like I said, the mental health problem in this country is a problem, but only because we made it one to begin with. Only for us to then have a solution that never would actually solve it to begin with. If drugs were the answer, if drugs were the answer, I guarantee you we would have, I don't know, 60% less mass shootings than we actually have, at least, at least. But no, we keep giving people these drugs that alter their brain even more. Because here's the thing, guys, once you, are, once you are already mentally ill, your brain is already screwed up, okay? And then the left would have you believe, oh, some people are just born with chemical imbalances. Then they give them more drugs. These people are already, you know, a lot of times, and I'll get into this, but, you know, I don't know the specific issue here with this mass shooter in particular. I don't, we don't know enough about this child. We don't know about, he's 22 years old, so he's not really a child, he's an adult. But we don't know enough about him to actually point back at him and be like, okay, you were on this drug, you were on this. Maybe that'll all come out later. But the point is, usually we see the same trends with these mass shootings. Usually the person was mentally ill, they were, they had uh, antisocial tendencies, they were isolated, they didn't have a great childhood, uh, they oftentimes spent a lot of times al time alone or, you know, and they, they didn't really feel like they fit in with society. So a lot of times what we'll do is we'll take those people and we'll put them on drugs that don't fix the problem, obviously, because they wind up doing the same thing over and over and over again, because we're not actually treating the issue. We're making things worse. Okay, drugs are not good for you, okay? I, I don't care what Big Pharma tells you, okay? What's really going to fix problems, and I'll get into my solution here, but it's going to take a lot more than just handing a kid a drug. Like I said, I don't know the actual details behind this particular shooting. I'm just saying that typically the trend is that there is some sort of mental illness going on here. And, you know, like we just talked about, the, the more drugs, the more we, we are over diagnosing mental problems, mental illnesses like never before. We are then over prescribing drugs like never before. And we haven't fixed the shooting problem. So obviously there's something that has to do with the two. There, obviously there's a correlation. Now, we've also completely deteriorated as a society in the West. We have completely lost all of our values. We've completely lost how to actually raise children the right way, um, hence why all these other issues are happening as well, and I'll get into all of that. But the point is, we are stuck in a, an endless cycle, guys, and we will never fix the mass shooting problem. No amount of gun control, no amount of banning Tucker, the Tucker Carlson's of the world off of social media, no amount of politicizing these events is going to be enough to fix the problem. Because the real problem, we are creating it and our solution is just making it worse, okay? We are creating mentally ill people. On top of that, we are then prescribing them drugs that hurt them even more and that make society worse off as a result. And I have a lot of solutions here and I can tell you exactly, I can pinpoint it as to why we are actually having this problem, why we do not actually solve the problem because there are solutions, guys. The good news is there are plenty of solutions here. We as a society just haven't actually 
latched onto it yet because we're too busy, you know, acquiescing to the mentally ill people that we created. We're too busy giving people free money like they're doing in San Francisco. Oh, please come here, come to San Francisco, be mentally ill. Please be a gender that doesn't exist. Please identify, identify as a tablecloth. That's not a mental disorder. You actually deserve to be paid for it. We don't reward normal behavior. We don't incentivize normal people. Why would you wanna be normal in a world that doesn't value normalcy? Why would you wanna be normal and, and mentally healthy in a world that only values you if you are dependent on the government, if you are a victim, if you are part of the victim class. Uh, remember that video of the Starbucks barista that was crying? I played it on my show and Mike played it on his show. Um, yeah, that, those are the kinds of people we value in society. We tell those people, please, please, please continue being mentally ill. And then they wind up being on all of these drugs and they wind up being depressed and angry at the world. That's when you see these shootings happening. So it's very clear to us that none of the left solutions, none of the solutions, solutions in the dominant narrative are actually going to fix the problem. They aren't going to solve anything. They aren't solving anything. But there, there is, there are solutions that can fix the problem. And I'll get into all of that and more in just a moment. But first, guys, I want to go ahead and give you a message from our sponsor, Gold Co. So as you know, we love Gold Co. here. The last time the economy looked like this, like it currently does now, the dollar lost 46% of value while inflation ran through the roof. The price of gold shot up 1,300% and silver rocketed over 800%. So if history repeats itself, it could happen again. Call Gold Co. at 855-559-3433 or visit goldco.com slash live. You'll get a free gold IRA kit and learn how to get $10,000 or more in free silver. Don't miss what could be your best opportunity to protect your retirement savings. Call 855-559-3433 or visit goldco.com and use the promo code LFA. Look, guys, most people have already lost 25% or more of their entire 401k since Biden took office. So pretty serious issue. You hear us talk about it all the time here on LFA. Uh, you're going to want to call, give Gold Co. a call. You have the number right here on your screen. You can also visit goldco.com and use our promo code LFA. Super important that you go ahead and check them out because I'm telling you, you could be saving yourself from being one of those people who have lost 25% or more of their entire 401k since Joe Biden took office. Pretty serious stuff. All right, guys, so I wanna go ahead and get into the solutions that we do have as a society that we are not utilizing, okay? I wanna go into why this is happening and the solutions that we actually have because like I said, uh, all we're doing is hurting people by telling them that they're mentally ill, by telling them it's okay to be mentally ill, by not allowing normal people to thrive in today's environment, in today's America, by not allowing normal people to just be normal and, and exist and be happy. We don't want you to be happy. The government doesn't want you to be happy. Uh, we'll get into all of that and why and all the solutions there. But first, I want to go ahead and read your comments. Um, let's see what you guys are saying. Oh, somebody donated $20. That would be Mary550. Um, Mary, thank you so much for doing that. We really appreciate that. Uh, we're really, you know, it's really important that we have the money here to be able to do what we want to do. So uh, it's because of your, your rumbles and your donations that really help us. So if anybody else wants to donate, feel free. Really appreciate that, Mary. Um, wow, somebody gave $200. That was from Paul. Oh, Paul, that was really sweet. Happy Thanksgiving, Anna. Wow, very generous. Um, Paul is a baller today. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Paul. Um, really, really grateful for that. And we all are here at LFA TV. I'm not being facetious. We're truly grateful uh, for your donations and everything you guys are doing, even your viewership, your rumbles. I understand it's a hard time in Joe Biden's economy, so it, it is very meaningful that you guys are doing that. Um, so thank you for that. 
All right. Um, let's read what you guys have said. Paul Ingrassia says the pharmaceutical companies profit off mass shootings. Yes, uh, they do. And you bring up a fantastic point. I mean, if you really think about it, all of these drugs that are actually harming people more and they're worsening their mental state, that's actually Big Pharma who profits at the end of the day. Because when you ask yourself who is making money off of this, well, Big Pharma, it's the same group that's profiting off of transitioning your children. Not to mention, look at what San Francisco's doing. They're encouraging you to be a transgender. So it's like at the end of the day, it all goes back into Big Pharma's pocket. So you're absolutely correct there. Um, Victoria's Laura says, hi, Anna. Hi, Victoria, great to see you. Miguel Ortiz, great to see you too. Amanda Collins, great to see you, Amanda. I see you in the chat. Paul says, don't spend it all in one place. Well, um, that's not up to me. Actually, it doesn't go directly to me. It goes to LFA. So it'll go to all the amazing things that we want to do for you guys. So um, in a sense, you're investing in your own entertainment. So uh, it will go to, you know, all of our content is, of course, free right now. So we're able to do that because of donations and because of your rumbles. So thank you, guys. And, of course, our great sponsors that help us out as well. Um, Mocha Powered says, hi, Anna, checking in from Oregon. Great to see you, Mocha Powered, Oregon. Uh, never been, actually. Never been to Oregon. I, I like hiking, so I want to go hiking there. That, that would be awesome. I'm going to go on the Pacific Northwest Trail. Is that what it's called? It's the one that like, goes all the way up, I think, California, and then through... Do you go through? Yeah, you do. I think so. Yeah. Um, I don't know how far up it goes, but I want to do that really badly. I, I've never been to the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Um, let's see. DJT25 says, maybe Anna needs a gift too. Well, I wouldn't be upset. Um, so that's very nice of you to bring up. Uh, let's see. Um... Shelly Rose says, Mary, you are so kind. Thank you. My precious mother's name was Mary. You have the most beautiful name. My mama was the closest person who lived as Jesus commands I've ever known. Shelly, that's very sweet of you uh, to say to Mary. Mary, that was really kind of you. Um, and Paul, you too. Uh, Shelly, that's really, that's great that you, um, that she was such a devout Christian. Um, let's see. Miguel Ortiz says, hi, Anna, Anna, amazing show. Yeah, I know this is kind of like a weird topic. Like I know everybody's talking about probably maybe the mass shooting and how the left is always politicizing it, but I feel like that's just merely scratching the surface. I think if we're going to talk about the, what isn't the problem, we should at least offer a solution. Um, or if we're gonna talk about what isn't the solution, we should offer a solution because we know that mental health is part of the problem. But the issue is it's not that mental health just magically fell out of the sky and everybody's just getting mentally ill. It didn't, doesn't happen that way. We are creating mentally ill people um, in our society because we're victimizing people. Now, as you all know, I'm a big fan of Andrew Tate, so I'm going to be playing a clip later of, of, what, of his take on all of this because it's very similar. It, it falls right in line with kind of what I think is the real solution here. Um, so we'll get into all of that and more. Um, Drew Warm says, hi, Anna from Philly. Love your energy. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, Drew. I'm actually from outside of Philly, so you're right from my neck of the woods. I'm from, um, uh, I literally just forgot my hometown, Radnor, Pennsylvania. So uh, yeah, so please don't look at my address. That's creepy. I hope no one does that. Uh, although I don't think you'll be able to find it. I don't live there anymore. My family does, um, but they live in Radnor, PA. Um, let's see. Carol the Cowgirl, great show as always. Thank you, Carol. Steve nevertheless says, Loves, love and blessings, LFA. Thank you, Steve. Um, 
Marilyn Dockendorf. Hey, Marilyn, great to see you. Uh, the real why for mass shootings are not guns or President Trump. It is and always has been big pharma. Read the side effects. A lot of these drugs, you will understand why people are acting like this. Yes, I didn't get into those details, but Marilyn, you're absolutely right. Um, the side effects of these drugs, I, I mean, even something as simple as birth control, which I could do a whole show on, um, it's really bad for you and it's totally overprescribed. Uh, the, the side effects, they make you moody, they make you depressed. Most of these medications, if they fight one thing, they will give you another thing. So like anxiety medication will make you depressed. Um, depression medication will make you anxious in many cases. Birth control makes you depressed and anxious. Um, when I was, I remember when I was six, and this is why you really have to protect your kids. When I was 15 or 16, uh, and, and they'll, they'll force you to go on these pills. They don't really give you an option, especially if you're a child and you're impressionable. I remember going into the doctor's office and um, I was old enough to go in myself at that point. I, you know, I didn't go in with my mom. I was like 15, 16 years old. I forget how old. And the doctor was like, oh, you need to be on birth control. And I gave her no indication that I was I, sexually active. I don't even think I had my first kiss yet at that point. Like I was not at all it, there was no reason for her to prescribe that to me she was just like no no you should go on it like every young woman goes on birth control she literally told me this and i remember thinking like i don't like i i you know i i wasn't as i wasn't out of the matrix yet i was a teenager i didn't know much but even back then i knew like why am i being prescribed something that i don't need like it goes against all common sense and i just remember thinking like first of all i i didn't even know like I, I, birth control was the farthest thing from my mind. I didn't know anything about it, so I wasn't about to go on something that I didn't know anything about. Secondly, there was no reason for her to bring it up in the first place. So it was, it's like they, they want you to go on these drugs. It's like they'll, they'll take any opportunity to force kids on, on drugs. I mean, technically, birth control is not a psychiatric drug, I guess, but it, it has psychiatric effects. Like, it makes you depressed. It makes you anxious. It does a lot of bad things to you. It makes you gain weight, too. Um, so, and it's it's not good it's not good for you at all uh but they try to force kids on i said no um at that age and i told my mom later my mom was like what the hell they didn't ask me like they don't they have no right to prescribe that to you you're a minor like they didn't ask me if you could be on that that's not she's like i'm glad you said no because that's like not cool at all for the doctor to do that so it's really bad you have to really protect your kids more than ever and there's so there's so much footage out there of like doctors prescribing kids medications that without the per, the parents consent like that had to do with like transitioning drugs so something even worse like puberty blockers um and hormones they'll prescribe these things to kids with the parents not in the room because of course they're told that you know society just wants to help these kids that don't get the support from their families no the, the families are protecting them from you know a life-altering decision that could potentially end their ability to have kids later on in life or to just live a normal childhood it's it's really awful so you have to really you know protect your kids unfortunately you know we think that they're these are people who are looking out for them these doctors that should be looking out for them you know pediatricians they're, they're not looking out for kids all the time and we have to be aware of that um Amanda Collins says, Anna, that was suppressing kids into never having children, but they, they are not prescribing them to illegal immigrants. That's a good point. They're not. And they're the ones that, uh, if anything, shouldn't be having kids because they're taking so much space up in this country. Um, but that's another topic. Let's see. Yes, please go ahead and rumble this. If you haven't already, please hit the rumble button, guys. Uh, Brown Sugar says, sure thing, Anna. Mass 
Boundary says birth control was prescribed by for menstrual cycles, I think. Yeah, they do. So like that's another thing too. Uh, I had another doctor when I was in college that wanted that uh, I actually did go on birth control for a couple years because because the the doctor was like, so I went to college, you know, as all college kids do, I drank a lot and I wasn't really eating. Like my nutrition wasn't that great. Um, so like I wasn't, and this is kind of TMI. I feel like this is kind of weird to say on air, but I'm already halfway through the story. I sometimes get too comfortable. Uh, I wasn't getting my, I wasn't going through my normal cycle. So I remember going to the doctor and instead of the doctor saying, oh, what's your nutrition like? Like I was very thin. I, I lost a lot of weight. And uh, instead of the doctor being like, oh, just like obviously eat, like eat healthy, you know? I wasn't eating. I was just, you know, cause I just wasn't thinking about it. I was so excited to be in college. I was going out and drinking with my friends and whatever. Um, they were like, oh, you're not getting, you're not getting your period. Like here's a birth control pill to make you have a normal cycle rather than just being like, Hey, live a healthier lifestyle. And I was like, okay, I guess. Cause I didn't know, you know, I hadn't escaped the matrix yet. Now I'd be like, hell no, I'm not doing that. But I, you know, it, and it screws with you. I can personally attest to that. So, uh, yeah, you can't listen to doctors. Sometimes you have to be aware you have to be in, and it makes you, it mentally screws with you too. Like it, it, it the pill itself, Gosh, I could do a whole show on the pill, so I don't want to go too into it, but it is really bad. Um, yes, please go ahead and rumble, guys. Iris Hannah says, nothing is TMI for me, LOL. Um, DJT525 says, mm, oh, Anna, tequila shots are, in fact, health food. Actually, tequila's not that bad for you. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're going to drink anything, I hear tequila's one of the better ones, which is like my favorite alcohol, so I do drink tequila but not like I did in college. And I also eat healthy and I live a healthy lifestyle. Um, so I don't have the, the same issues I had when I was younger, uh, but it was such an easy problem to fix. And you know, the doctor didn't tell me that. It was just like automatically drugs, 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 drugs. Like, Cause I'm telling you that story to prove how bad this whole drug society we live in is. It's like more big pharma, more for big pharma. They don't actually care about you. And it, you know, even doctors, I don't know if they're necessarily doing it because they mean to harm you. I think they're just, it's so drilled into their heads. You know, of course, big uh, reps for big pharma, they go to their office. I know because my dad worked for, my dad was a pharmaceutical sales rep and a pharmaceutical sales manager too. And so I know how it works. Look, I used to go to work with him all the time and he would go to their offices and sell them these drugs. And it was like, it was like nothing like, you know, they would just have they would just take it and be like, oh, this is a great new drug. And and like like it's all part of the making the money process here. Um, so that it's profitable really only for big pharma. And it's drilled into the doctor's heads that they need to prescribe these things. So, um, yeah, pretty serious stuff. All right. So I don't want to go on with this because I could go. Oh, Marilyn says, I knew somebody who was put on depression medication and after his healthcare ran out, he was taken off depression drug and a few days later, he took a shotgun and blew his brains out and he died. I'm really sorry, Marilyn, that's awful. Um, yeah, and see, the thing about that too is like, I didn't bring this up, but it also has devastating side effects when you go off of the drug. So you're kind of, you're, you're stuck in between a rock and a hard place. Like they want you to be so um, reliant on the drug that you can't, go off of it or else you start to have all these horrible symptoms so the mental health aspect gets even worse so yes drugs are a horrible iris hannah says drugs are a band-aid that's absolutely true all right so i'm gonna go on because i don't want to go too much into the chats but thank you so much for the donations guys really appreciate it and for the rumbles let's see where we're at with rumbles all right so right now we're at 203 i think we can do better than that uh, we've done a lot better than that before. So please go ahead and rumble if you haven't already. Um, okay, guys. So 
So then what should we do? We know that the solution here isn't to ban guns or assault weapons, as Joe Biden would say. Uh, we know that the solution isn't to ban Tucker Carlson or Donald Trump. Uh, because we're normal thinking, breathing human beings and we can figure all of that out. But all the left is doing is politicizing it. They don't care about the tragedy that is a mass shooting and that it happens all the time. They don't care, they don't care. They're not looking, they're not interested in real solutions. But we as caring, kind citizens of America, we do care about finding solutions. So what solutions are there out there? Well, for starters, we need to start thinking about this in terms of our youth. What, because usually when mass shooters do shoot up in, in a school or a place, usually schools, but or a, a large area, like what happened at the at the nightclub or a mall or something of that sort. That's usually where they tend to be. Uh, but they usually tend to be in like their early 20s, late teens. Usually young men tend to be behind these shootings. So I'm not trying to be a leftist here and blame it all on men. Um, certainly not on white men either, because a lot of times they're not white and that doesn't get reported by the press. The assumption is that they're white supremacists. Um, but no, no, usually actually it's just uh, that they're mentally ill, which, which we never focus on because we force them to be mentally ill. But you might be asking like, why do we do that? Why do we do that? So what's going on here that's actually causing that? Well, a lot of you who, who kind of don't understand what I'm trying to get at here, the reality is that, and, and this is going to upset a few people, but I, I think it's crucial that I just say it as bluntly as possible. Depression isn't real, okay? Most of these chronic mental health problems, are, they're not real, okay? They're made up. And it, that's why we're over-diagnosing these mental disorders because we don't actually help people out of the problem. So we're creating mental disorders that don't necessarily have to be there. We're creating, we're normalizing these mental problems that don't have to be there so that we can prescribe you drugs. I want to play a clip of Andrew Tate breaking this down because I think he does a great job of explaining what the real solution is. Uh, because the real solution isn't going to be go on a drug that's going to alter your the chemicals in your brain and could have you know terrible side effects. No, no, we don't. Um, that's not going to be the solution. The solution is make changes in your life that are going to be beneficial to your mental state, to your physical state, your overall well-being. That's the only way you're going to get healthier if you are in a, if you are having a difficult time. Um, but certainly most, but certainly chronic depression isn't a thing. If you're sad for a long period of time, it's because you need to make lifestyle changes. But there is no such thing as being chronically depressed and in need of, a, and being in need of a drug. A drug is not going to fix your problems. I want to play this clip that Andrew, where Andrew Tate explains all of this. I say this all the time. Every single mental health month, depression is the worst thing in the world, it's disease. You think you're helping. You're doing the opposite. Stop telling people that they can't fix it. Stop telling them it's a disease that's not their fault and start telling people, look, if you work hard, you can feel better. You're depressed now, but if you go to the gym and you work out and you train, you get a good body, you start getting social, you get some friends, start to meet people start to do things you will feel better yeah it's inevitable you're gonna feel better you're gonna go through times in life that are difficult you're gonna have deaths in your family um, you're going to have a difficult time with your career at certain times in your life things are gonna get stressful you know you're gonna have all sorts of issues in life you know and the reality is you cannot change that that is the that is the the just the ultimate reality of life. You're, there's always going to be hardship, okay? Um, you know, you could go back to the Bible, original sin. You can go back to all of that. There was not, not supposed to be hurt and pain in the world, but that is the reality of the world that we live in today, okay? So the question is then how do we fix it? 
Well, we could go one of two ways. We can allow you to wallow in your sadness and be a mentally ill, physically ill, because typically the two go hand in hand. You can't really separate the two, um, which Andrew Tate also points out. Um, you can wallow in your sadness and allow the left and the media to control you and tell you that the only way out of your mental state is to be on a drug that's actually going to make you worse and make society worse off. Or we could tell people in this, in this situation, particularly kids, because like I said, it is our youth that this affects most. And that's why Andrew Tate is so appealing to a lot of young men, because he tells you, and you know what, what I love about his message is that it's actually very encouraging. He's telling you, you are in total control of your mental well-being, of your mental health, your success. You are in control of your life, okay? If you, once you realize that, that you are in control of your mental state, that you are in control of how you perceive things, of, of your own reality, then you can then go about your life in a way that makes your reality better that makes your life better. You can go to the gym and you don't even need a gym. Exercise is free. You can go on a run. Uh, exercise releases endorphins that are supposed, those are the natural chemicals that exist in our brains that make us happy. Um, you don't need drugs. You need a better lifestyle. You need lifestyle changes. But the dominant narrative doesn't want you to know that because of course they want you to be reliant on drugs, uh, which, which of course funds big pharma, but also causes indirectly mass shootings when you think about it. So of course, what Andrew's saying is that you're, you're in total control of your well-being. And that's why his message is so appealing to men, because for so long, especially men who, because it's men who are honestly feeling the most isolated today. Um, they're the ones that are most depressed and the most and the worst off in our society because they don't feel like there's a place for them. And then society says, oh, no, let me fix your problem. Here's drugs. You're just chronically depressed. No, Andrew Tate's message is get up and do something with your life. Make something of yourself. Be a man. Do something great with your life. That's going to make you suddenly not depressed. Why? Because depression is not a thing, okay? Chronic depression is not a thing. Obviously, depression itself is a thing. Everybody feels depressed sometimes. Everybody feels anxious sometimes. Everybody feels angry sometimes. It's an emotion. We all have those emotions. We're human beings. We're all capable of feeling that way. But the longer you allow yourself to wallow in that sadness, the worse it gets. And then the longer it is, uh, then, you know, the longer we allow that as a society, the more we're going to allow doctors and big pharma to slap a label on it and then give you something that's going to make you worse off uh, that's actually what they're going to wind up, how they're going to wind up fixing the problem. So we're not fixing the problem. And Andrew Tate explains how we actually do. Um, and there's statistics to back up what he's saying. Like I said, I want to focus primarily on youth because I think that's where we're seeing the biggest issue here. But get this, guys. You know what? Uh, I'm going to bring up sports because he brought up, of course, working out. Well, you know what actually really helps kids? Organized sports, guys. Kids who play team sports are less likely to have mental health issues, a study suggests. Parents and guardians provided self-reports of their child's mental health difficulties using a child behavior checklist. In addition, they were provided with a lengthy list of activities, sports, music, hobbies, and were asked to indicate their child's lifetime involvement in each. Researchers found that participation in a team sport compared to a non-sport participation was associated with 10% lower anxious depressed scores, 90% lower withdrawn depressed scores, 17% lower social problem scores, 17% lower thought problems, thought problem scores, I don't know what the, I guess, problems that you have in your head, and 12% lower attention problem scores. So right there, guys, that is a solution right there. Well, why would team sports be, like organized after school activities be good for kids? Well, obviously, because it encourages teamwork. So that means socializing. You learn how to work with other people. So it's going to, um, you know, take you out of your isolation, take you out of your antisocial, antisocial environment. It's going to make you socialize. It's going to be exercise. Like I said, uh, exercise releases endorphins. It also makes you more fit. It makes you feel better, look better, uh, just 
feel better about yourself overall because mental and physical health are correlated. We all know that. Um, and it's not just, it's not just organized sports guys. It's also, it's also faith. It's religion. Okay. We need to bring back the Bible in schools. And I know that's a, that's something that we as conservatives love to throw around. Oh, bring back the Bible, bring back Bible reading in school. But there, the reality is I'm not just saying it because I'm a Christian. I'm saying it because there's science to back up the fact that, um, Having a religion makes you better off mentally, okay? Um, and the earlier you start those habits, reading the Bible, going to church, having a higher power to believe in, that the, the better off people will be in the long run. Now, as a Christian, I know the truth, and that is the truth, Christianity, and therefore, that's why I advocate for the Bible in schools. But I want to just show you this statistic right here that basically proves that just, you know, people with a religion have significantly better mental health. Uh, zeroing in on... Uh, Predominant in religions in Singapore, the study evaluated respondents affiliated to Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, Taoism, Hinduism, Sikhism, which made up about 78% of those surveyed. Participants with these religions scored significantly higher in total uh, PMH, which is positive mental health. That's what the PMH stands for. Compared to those with a religion, the study found, the total PMH, PMH score did not vary much between people of different religions. So I think it's pretty, pretty clear that people lost something when we took the Bible out in the early 60s. As soon as we took the Bible out of schools, kids lost something that was very beneficial to their mental health. And a lot of times, especially today, with, with where we have two parents in, in home, kids in homes where both of the parents work, so it's not like the mom is at home in most cases, uh, you know, helping her kid tr children grow in a spiritual and, uh, and in ways that are spiritual and otherwise. Like, we don't have parents at home who are actually able to raise kids in the correct way. So we have to rely on the school system to do that. And the school system is obviously not doing that. In fact, they're doing a lot of damage to our kids. As I mentioned earlier, a lot of times these schools, the counselors will overdiagnose mental problems, which then leads to them being put on drugs that they don't need, such as ADD medication. Your kid doesn't need ADD meds, okay? He's just has a lot of energy. He's a little boy, okay? Let him be a little boy. He doesn't need ADHD meds. I promise you, you could figure that out later in life if he really wants to go on meds as an adult. But we totally over-prescribe medication in America today. And that is the issue here in this country. Yes, we have a mental health problem, but it's a mental health problem that A, we created, and B, our solution doesn't fix it. We are trapped in a cycle. And the good news is there is there are plenty of solutions. I just brought them up. We need to focus on, you know, bringing people out of their depression, out of their anxiety, these states of, of, of lack of mental health that they have. But it's not, you know, it's, it's fairly simple. The concept behind it is fairly simple. Go outside, run around. I know sometimes it takes people a little bit of an extra push when you're going through something difficult. I'm not negating that fact. I know people go through difficult times in life and there's gonna be times when you really just cannot make yourself do something. But the sooner you get out of the state, that state is up to you. You know, the sooner that you're able to recover from that is up to you, okay? You're not chronically depressed. You don't have chronic anxiety, okay? You're just, they just want you to be on drugs. They want you to be on drugs. They want you to be as mentally screwed up as possible. And the reality is that is what is causing mass shootings in today's society. Any, anyone telling you anything else is lying to you. Anyone telling you anything else is either in bed with Big Pharma, they're stupid, or they're a leftist, and they're just trying to politicize it. But none of the solutions presented by the people in the dominant narrative are actual solutions. Okay, yes, and, and be wary of anybody who says, oh, we just have a mental health problem in this country. Okay, sure, but tell me more about that. What kind of mental health problem do we have in this country, and how do we get there, and how do we fix it?
Because the problem is a lot of people, their immediate reaction is, oh, they need to go to a therapist. Oh, that therapist needs to prescribe them ADHD meds. Oh, that therapist needs to prescribe them Xanax, um, you know, Ritalin, whatever else, whatever these other drugs are. Uh, even birth control, like I stated, is dangerous. So the less we buy into this dominant narrative, the more we actually have a society where people are mentally and physically healthy, the more we promote faith, uh, the more we promote Christianity, the more we promote things that we know to be good and true. It, it's common sense, guys. The more we're going to be better off. I guarantee you, if we stopped drugging people so much, if we stopped incentivizing people to be mentally ill by the government, we would reduce like, I don't know, 60% of the mass shootings that occur nowadays. Because there are a lot of mass shootings. You know, a lot of people um, think that conservatives don't recognize it as a problem. We recognize it as a problem. We know it's a problem. We want to fix it. We just don't agree with your solution. And we certainly don't agree with the fact that you are incentivizing people to be mentally ill on the left. So that is how we're going to fix it. And I hope we do fix it one day. I hope we get enough people on board to realize the truth. It's a hard, it's a hard pill to swallow for some people. Because, you know, say, Believing in what Andrew Tate said would require you to take responsibility for your life. It would require responsibility. You know, with freedom comes responsibility, right? So people don't oftentimes like freedom because of, because of their responsibility associated with it. Because they don't like to look back on their life and say, oh, I could have done that better. Oh, I could have done this better. Oh, I could have, um, I actually can do something about this because that means that you have to actually take action and do something about it. People are oftentimes more comfortable being lazy, fat, and alone because no one's, requ no one's requiring anything of them. They don't have to require anything of themselves. Just, just continue taking medication. It's everybody else's problem and it's not yours. You didn't do anything wrong. It's just the world's problem. You just have depression and you just need to be on meds. I get it. It's hard. It's hard being on planet Earth. It's hard uh, living today. Life is hard. Life is just always going to be hard, okay? But the sooner you take responsibility for your life, the sooner you realize that so many of your problems are not only self-inflicted, but, you know, self-solvable. Is that solvable? That doesn't even make sense. Uh, that, so, that you can actually solve them yourself. The sooner you accept that, the sooner you will be, a be you will be better off. You will be more successful. You will be happier. And your life will just be overall better. Your family's life will be better. Uh, but they don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know that. And they don't care if the collateral damage and all of that is mass shootings. Um, they don't care about that. Because if they did, they would stop pushing things that don't work, okay? The numbers are out there. The left solutions don't work. And we're never going to solve this problem unless we're all on board with fixing it the way that it needs to be fixed. All right, guys. So I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break so you can hear a message from one of my amazing sponsors, the Functional Medical Institute. You can go ahead and check them out at Sherwood.tv slash Anna Perez. And you can use my promo code Anna Perez for a discount off of their amazing program. Speaking of living healthy and working out, um, I'm telling you, they have great uh, health reset programs. I use them. I've used them before. Um, I'm in great health. So uh, if you want to be in great health, too, I highly recommend. And I'll be back in just a moment. friends, Dr. Michelle Sherwood here. I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood. Many people know about our clinic, but we also have a desire to help people who can't personally visit us, but still want to take steps towards better health. Our two-week health reset is a great first step and requires no video appointments or tests. With our health reset, you will get 
28 detox shakes to provide the ideal nutritional foundation, 28 supplement packs with key nutrients, and access to daily videos where we encourage you along the two-week process. Our health reset plan is usually $180. Now, it's just $169 with your promo code. Go to Sherwood.tv now and use the promo code on your screen to receive this exclusive offer. Take a simple step and let us guide you on the road to feel better. All right, and welcome back to Wrong Think, guys. Okay, so you guys heard me rant about the mental health problem in this country that we are actually causing. Now I'm curious to see what you guys have to say. I'm going to go ahead and check the comments right now. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. Please go ahead and rumble this video, by the way, if you haven't already. Um, we really need your rumbles. I know we started the stream later than usual, so I need to catch up to the time I missed. So please, please go ahead and rumble the video now if you haven't already. All right, guys. Carol the Cowgirl says, my friend's son was diagnosed with ADHD and she took him off sugar and processed foods, controlled it. Yes, Carol, thank you. Exactly, perfect example right there. Um, also, it's just like, if your kid is like, if you're worried because your kid is throwing like toy cars across the room, um, don't be worried. If he's a little boy, he's just being a little boy. Let him be a little kid, okay? We don't need to constantly control our kids every single time they do something that's, you know, that where they're not just sitting there with their hands on their lap um, doing nothing. Like, kids are going to be kids at the end of the day. Um, especially little boys, they get over-prescribed ADHD meds, and it's, like, destroying their ability to develop normally. And I would say that that accounts per, uh, probably for lower testosterone um, in young men because we're drugging them at such a young age. It doesn't even necessarily have to be puberty blockers or home hormones. Uh, it could be as simple as just a psychiatric drug that was not used properly or was not or was over-diagnosed to a child that didn't need it. Now, I, I am of the mindset that you don't, nobody needs drugs. Okay. I know not everybody is necessarily that extreme in their position. I just think that, you know, the, the less medicated you are, the better. And there's always going to be ways to fix the problems that you're in, meaning go to the gym, uh, socialize with people. Sometimes it takes effort at first. Um, but like something like ADHD, of course, I think that is a perfect example of something that is obviously overdiagnosed and, and little boys in particular, it's very sad. And, and parents, oftentimes, this is the problem with women not being at home, is that they'll oftentimes, just because they don't have the time to deal with their child, um, usually the, the child is deprived of attention. He doesn't get any time around his mom. Um, and the parent, because she's so busy, of course, the father works, so does the mom, because she's busy too. She's just like, oh, yeah, whatever makes it easier for me. Take, take this med, just shut up. Um, I'm not saying that, like, it's... And, and they don't see it as a harmful thing. You know, they just because it's it's we're told to believe that it's a perfectly safe and healthy drug. Um, and I'm it's sad because I think it is ba bad parenting, but a lot of parents don't see it that way because they're not they don't realize how harmful it could be in the long run because these drugs do have long term effects. I mean, how could they not? Because you're dependent on the drug for so long. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily make your life any better. Like I said, it might fix one thing, gives you another problem. Uh, so it, it's not automatically safe just because so many people are on it. Um, John Smith says, agree, we are way over-medicated in this society. Yes, we definitely are. Fano Boss says, I used to really love drugs. Okay. <laughs> I, I suppose certain drugs, um, but not maybe not the ones we're talking about. Do you have both parents at home, Anna? Did you have, that's DJT525. No, my mom, my, my dad worked. My mom stayed at home for most of my childhood. 
Um, she went back to work later on, but it wasn't like a full-time job or anything. I think she was just kind of like bored, <laughs> but we were grown up at that point. So it wasn't like a big deal, but yeah, my dad, uh, my dad worked, he wasn't home. He traveled a lot actually for work. So, but I, I think if you have like your mom at home, that's ultimately what you need. You need somebody to be around you and make sure that you're safe and that your, your education is you're getting the proper education that you need. You're not on all these drugs. Like I never was on anything. Um, my mom was there all the time. She was able to, she was very involved in my life. She was my Girl Scout leader. She was my, um, she, I took religious education because I went to public school. So in order to uh, complete my sacraments in as a Catholic, because I was raised Catholic, now I'm Christian, but she had to teach that too. So, you know, having my mom, she so she taught my religious education class, I think for like five years. But uh, yeah, she was very involved in my life and I'm not on any drugs, any medications at all. Uh, I feel great. I exercise, I eat really healthy. Um, eat, I eat a lot of meat. Meat's very good for you. Um, which the dominant narrative will also tell you otherwise, but yeah, it, you don't need to be on drugs. And I, and I, I've had times where doc, where, uh, a lot of people like it, every child goes through a stage where like teachers will be like, Oh, maybe they need ADHD meds. Um, but I didn't go on any and I did fine in life. So, and I'm still doing fine. So, you know, brown sugar says no drugs are safe. I would agree with that. And if you're going to, um, and if you're going to take drugs, please take them as an adult. Don't give them to little kids. Like if, if that's, you want to take a drug and you're what, 20 years old, fine, be my guest. But you know, first of all, I think as a society, we should not encourage it. And I don't think doctors should just be prescribing it like it's candy, you know? Um, so that's not necessarily that person's fault, but if you are prescribed it, like at least don't give it to kids is what I'm saying. Um, cause that's going to really affect you later on in life. Um, all right. So Anyways, I just want to read some of your comments, but I do have one last story to get to that I thought was very interesting. Kanye West, guys, sounds like he's running in 2024 against Donald Trump. Uh, he revealed that in a clip that I don't know if necessarily, if, I don't think he was upset about it getting out. I don't know if he's going to have this grand announcement, but I found it pretty interesting uh, that I don't think anyone's really talking about this or giving it much attention. But I think Milo Yiannopoulos, who um, you know works in the conservative uh media sphere he is actually apparently his campaign manager so i want to go ahead and show you this video that i found that you guys might find pretty interesting come to office it's milo right here how you doing Working milo? on the campaign oh right on is that an announcement <laughs> <laughs> i guess it is thanks i accept <laughs> Sorry, so, so Paul, right here we got the we got the Balenciaga right here, but it's the Yay24 merch on it, you know what I mean? This is... Hey guys, what's your name? Giuliano. This is Giuliano right here. Hi, Giuliano. He was hey. filming me outside, so I said, just come inside. Let's oh. take our over here. Right? <laughs> How are you guys? Good. Yeah. Right here, so this is where we're cutting patterns. We're making the coat. Johan, you can take these, uh, these out the back and they're not so chunk. Thanks for having me here, Connor. Absolutely. So we got some of that right here. That's that the H24. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you are running. Yes. That's awesome, Kanye. Simple. <laughs> Simple as that. Like, you know, <laughs> tell me, 
you know, yeah. you should say this, you should say that, you know. It's just we're moving towards the future. Like, so what we do here is I'll cut up, you know, a hundred hoodies from Yeezy, from Balenciaga, from the stuff we did at Gaff, from the stuff we did at Adidas, and everything we do is gonna cost $20. We need to make sure that everyone can receive the same level of cuts, the same level of food, same level of water, same level of education, the curriculum, the engineering. We're beings with engineering opportunities. We're getting past the past. We're focused on the future. Right. Here. I'll walk through that. Oh, wait a second. We got some, we got some, of, the, got some of the drip coming in. All right. <laughs> new okay. stuff, Kai? What'd you say? Those are new? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I know this is, this is an oversized look. Do you wear oversized? Yeah. Here, take this. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Kai. I'll make another one. Here, Appreciate you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so pretty interesting stuff there. Kanye 2024, that's, uh, I guess he's actually, or Yee, Ye, Ye, is it Yee 2024. I love Kanye West. I don't know if it's necessarily a good idea that we have so many people in the ring. Um, well, I should say only one's gonna actually get the nomination, so it doesn't really matter anyway, but um, I guess we'll let the American people decide. You know, it doesn't upset me that there's competition necessarily. It's just that like, you know, it, it's, I think that we should be more strategic as Republicans about this because I don't think I don't think Kanye would be a bad president at all. I think he actually could be good. And some people might think I'm crazy to say that, but you know, maybe run at another time. You know, run when Trump's not running. Um, obviously, ultimately, we're going to decide only on one anyway as a party nomination. But the point is, I think we just could use a little bit more strategy right now. It feels a little bit like a shit show, uh, for lack of a better term. Um, but again, it's still the very it's still very early on we don't know exactly what's going to happen and i'm not sure how seriously to take that anyway because i don't know that wasn't like an official announcement although knowing yeah he, there may never be an official announcement um but yeah but it was just interesting something to keep in, in mind as we go along here because um of course he had he was working with milo yiannopoulos in addition to milo he's working with nick fuentes that was reported also i don't know exactly i haven't confirmed that but in that video milo milo was in that video um so he's definitely got some uh uh consultants with him he definitely got some people that are going to uh steer him in the conservative direction so uh we'll see what happens we'll see what happens with that very curious indeed i don't know if anybody else is really talking about that uh but i just thought you guys might want to know what's going on and who is stepping up to uh uh jump in the ring other than trump of course it's also interesting that he did that right after donald trump announced his run so you know i assume he didn't say you know president he didn't say it was for president but i assume it is because he did run i think before um i think last election he did I don't think he got very far, though. I don't think I think he dropped out pretty early. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, yeah, very interesting. <laughs> if Paul says if Kanye runs against Trump, I want my two hundred dollars back. Too late, Paul. Sorry, already spent it. Anyways, with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I guess let you guys go now. It's two oh nine. So I don't want to keep you guys any longer. But thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. Please, please, please go ahead and hit that rumble button if you haven't already. Again, sorry for the somewhat late start. Uh, but please go ahead and rumble, like I said, on your way out. Share it with your family, your friends, 
everybody you know super important content in today's show i don't think a lot of people are really going to solve this problem uh because of course they're very vague about what the solution is oh we just need to fix mental health okay but uh, as far as i'm concerned the solution to mental health that we've been giving nowadays is just more and more drugs which we don't need um so i don't see a whole lot of people talking about that i don't see a whole lot of people talking about the amount of drugs that people are on in the united states the amount of people who are on drugs i should say in the united states so please super important information please share it with your family your friends everybody share the link on your social media encourage them to rumble as well because it is because of your rumbles your donations your your help in general that we're going to be able to succeed here at lfa thank you so much for tuning in guys and i will be back again tomorrow at 1 p.m with another amazing show um, um on wrong think and also tune in to get it tune in today at five uh, for Jeremy's show. You have a few hours in between, so you can catch up on some of the other LFA shows if you missed any today as well. Have a great rest of your day, guys, and I will see you tomorrow right here on LFA.